0: Welcome to Remotely Creative, a REMCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm talking with Barry Jones, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters at Austin Peay State University. Barry is also an established video artist, using collaboration as part of his practice. Barry Jones, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's it's good to see you virtually. I know. It's been a it's, long time.
0: It's been a long time, both in two dimensions or three dimensions.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual space or meat space. Yeah.
0: Uh two two D 2D, 2D is the new 3D. That's how <laughs> how we're working through this pandemic. So I like um, that, yeah, yeah. It, I mean it's true. It's true. Um tell everyone, tell our listeners what you do with your life.
1: Well, um, uh, professionally, I, how I make money is I'm the Dean of the College of Arts and Letters at um, Austin P. State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. But um, I'm also a husband to Jennifer, and um, I have four children Parker, Aiden, Hope, and Elliot. I remembered their names. Good job. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I'm a, a digital video artist as well.
0: Awesome. I like that you had to preface digital. <laughs>
1: digital well, digital video. and video. Well, digital and videos. Okay, how I, it's a hyphen. To, yeah, hyphen, a hyphen. Yes, or like a slash. A
0: slash. Don't get me started. Yeah. I get I get in trouble all the time for backslash <laughs> versus forward slash. I don't know the difference. It's a slash. I don't,
1: it's a slash. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the difference either. It's the it's the one on the keyboard that you don't have to hit.
0: Exactly. So you don't, they, don't have hit to hit shift, a yeah. yeah. you don't have to hit shift or anything. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're the dean of the College of Arts and Letters. Um, what programs does that encompass?
1: Um, we are there are six departments and two programs um, and a center. So we have the Department of Art and Design, um, which I came from. Um, we have the Department of Communication. We have the Department of uh, Music, Theater and Dance languages and literature, and history and philosophy. And we also are the home to the programs of African American studies, women and gender studies. And then we're also the center of excellence for the creative arts for the state of Tennessee falls within our college.
0: Awesome. I was I, I was just testing you to make sure you actually knew. <laughs> yeah, I've got it all written down right. Now, so. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. And so, um, This episode will air next Wednesday, but you guys are starting uh, back on campus on Monday.
1: Yeah, classes start Monday. And um, so we're in in the final preparations of of getting that done. Um, Yeah, it's been, um, I would say the summer has been the most uh, challenging summer of my academic career um, to figure out how to be a university uh, during a pandemic. Um, and how to teach every class in three different ways, um, you know, to <laughs> to kind of accommodate everybody's needs. Um, yeah, so Monday, Monday's the big start, and um, we'll have 9,000 students on campus, um, you know, so I'm curious to see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and so did students have to like opt into virtual, opt into a blended format, or they just show up when they want to, or...
1: Well, um, we kind of went about. We had um, when when the pandemic really hit hard. We had already established our fall schedule, and so um, was, that made things kind of challenging too. Um, one of the things we did that I'm proud of here at Austin Peay is we actually gave the faculty the choice of the um, course delivery method that made the most sense for their personal conditions um nice. and so what we did is we we made those changes and then made the students aware and so that they could they could change courses as to what made sense for them okay. um so so we we did it that way and that, that that was a quite a bit of work you know you had to recode the um whole course scheduling system to allow for new delivery methods and so on and so forth and then um and then we've made the course shells um, for our learning management system available to the students a, a week ahead of the start of class mm-hmm. so that they can get an introduction of how the class is going to work and then they can make a decision if that's um, going to work for them. Um, but because of um, social distancing, there's very few classes that we're offering that are what we would call conventional Okay. Um, because um, we've most, we, when you start measuring out, you know, six feet of s- social distancing, most of our classrooms are at 30, we can only use 30% of the capacity. And um, so if you have a class of 20 people in a room that normally holds 20 people, you know, you can't, you can't meet like you normally did. Yep. And um, so, mo- so most of our classes are gonna be, you know, high flex or hybrid courses.
0: Okay. Yeah. RemCAD, um, I know you've been to the campus once. We're an old tuberculosis Mm -hmm. hospital, so all our classrooms are pretty tiny. We, you know, top out at 15 students in the class, but when you take in that six foot rule, some of the classes drop down to like six students. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. And one of the things, you know, we have these large lecture halls um, that we were like, oh, we'll just use those. Well, fixed seating makes it even harder. Yep. Um, because you can't move the chairs. So like our, our concert hall that can hold like five hundred people, uh, the first floor that can hold um I think it was like three hundred, we can get forty people in there. Yep.
0: That's <laughs> that's know? like our auditorium. We we did the math. We have like two hundred and some odd seats, and I went and counted. I was like, ooh, we can get thirty-eight students in here.
1: <laughs> exactly. It really makes a difference if you can't move the chairs. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that that kind of squashed a lot of our ideas. Although we're being creative and things like that, we have a, um, a black box laboratory uh, theater, and um, it's able to be much more flexible. So we're so the few conventional classes, you know, completely face to face classes, we have, I'll be taught in spaces like that. Nice. So um, so we've had to be kind of creative from teaching classes in places we normally wouldn't teach classes.
0: Yeah, um, I. I think everybody's having to get really creative, come up with ideas. One nice thing about this pandemic, what, I mean, to find a silver (laughs) lining um, is all the uh, art and design instructors and administrators that have been sharing um, what they're doing through, you know, Facebook or or internet groups. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of interesting to see what other people were doing. And because everybody is in the same situation, we, we don't know what's yeah. going on, but we want to, you know, do what do what's right for the students. So I thought that was pretty nice. Um,
1: yeah, it has been. It has been a very open, and I've been absolutely amazed by the creativity. And because you would think that the arts immediately you would just have to shut down, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because yep. that was my first thought. Okay, no more arts courses for the next year. Um, those departments will they'll die. Well, you know, but the faculty figured out ways to do it. You know, um, and it's, and for us, it's not just the visual arts. You know, we're talking about um, dance courses and music courses, and they're finding ways of doing it. And um, it's not the same, um, but um, but it's very effective. And um, virtual exhibitions for the, you know, senior, you know our senior yep. exhibitions have had to go online and those will all worked just just fine. Um, yeah, and it also has been nice. Yeah, I belong to a couple of Facebook groups where people are sharing, you know, um, tips for teaching distance. Um, Studio art and things like that, um, but I will say the the thing that's been the toughest is um, uh, to figure out is one of the great things about arts. You know, if we're talking about art, art, art and design, music, theater, and dance, creative writing is the community that's built amongst the students. Yeah, you know, um, I'm sure you would agree that you learn as much from your peers as you do from your faculty. Oh yeah, and. Um, so, how to maintain that sense of community amongst the students is um, that's our greatest challenge um, and one of the one of the cool things that's coming out of this is the students are figuring out how to do that themselves um, there's all kinds of social media and things like that that you know, I haven't heard of that. They're, Discord. They're using... Discord. Yes, yeah. I learned about Discord for my my 14 my year old son the other day. <laughs>
0: yep. I, the, the students at school are like, they're all about the Discord. And I was like, I, yeah. I got on it and I'm confused. I posted once somebody asked about something. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have the answer. Let's see if I can figure this out. Um, this
1: is how I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they're so when you're learning about social media platforms you never heard of, and yeah. um, so so they're finding ways of creating um, the community, which has been really um, great to see because um, you know most of you know most art students they're the weird kids in their high school. You know yep. they probably were outcast. And one of the beautiful things is starting your first day as an art student in college is everybody was weird like you, you know, and um, so you instantly find your group of people, your tribe or, you know, and um, we got to figure out how to keep that going, you know, because that that I know for me as a student, that was huge. And um, uh, so we're working on ways of doing it. But at the same time, it's kind of lame when your professors try to create, you know, social networks. But um, they t- you know, students will resist that, but it's great to see that the students are finding ways of doing it already and um, reaching out to, you know, new students as well. Um, mm-hmm. Without us asking, we're not asking anybody to do anything. They're just finding ways of being supportive of each other. And that may be something, you know, like you say, silver linings, that may be something really positive that comes out of this whole thing is the, the agency that this is giving the students.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. Well, I hope, uh, I, i hope everything goes well when you guys start and it it, it stays that way i wish everybody Funny in the world too. would wear a mask and uh <laughs> no uh, kidding touch each no other kidding. i i don't know not a doctor <laughs> yeah. not a scientist yeah. but i i think i have i have some ideas um, <sighs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well we'll see how it goes you know um it's gonna be awful hard to keep it from spreading but um we're doing everything we can within reason to keep it from happening so yeah i I have hopes but you know i'm also realistic about what's going to happen this semester
0: yeah you got plexiglass all over the entire campus
1: (laughs) everywhere you look there's plexiglass and signage stairwell signage um uh, you know our mascot is the governor so there's pictures of the governor with a mask on everywhere nice and um things like that yeah Um, I I had a lady
0: ask me you know is there anything that you know for sure is going to last once the pandemic goes away that you've done for the school that'll uh you know stay and I was like well we had to put up wash please wash your hands signs and one (laughs) I think everybody should know that but two I guess we can leave those up like those those can just live there now um
1: yeah exactly it's
0: like,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah yeah and all the hand all the hand sanitizing stations and stuff they may not be a bad thing to keep for a while you know oh, yeah. um one of the cool things about being in a large uh, you know a mid-sized university is um you know hand sanitizer was hard to come by so um our chemistry department's been making our hand sanitizer oh
0: nice does it smell like yeah. grain alcohol
1: um i don't know what they're using but you know they've even um yeah i'm showing i'm showing this to you but they're, they're even oh it's branded uh, it's branded <laughs> but it's made by our chemistry department yeah nice that's <laughs> yeah. awesome so every yeah pretty cool pretty cool i think
0: <laughs> i know a lot of the liquor um uh places have been making their own sanitizer yeah. and it's just like we have some and i'm like well if I get pulled over, I don't even know how to explain this. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, no, yeah.
0: I smell like I drank for the last month, but I haven't. I just yeah. proper hygiene. Um, yeah.
1: I'm I'm bacteria
0: free though. Yeah. Exactly. Exa- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I drank it. Does that get you drunk? I don't know. Um Cool. So you and you've got four kids. One of them I do. Just graduated, ready Start. to go to college
1: starts college monday um parker um they um parker prefers the they pronoun um, they were gonna go to school somewhere distant and um with all of this happening they they've decided to come to austin p which um was a great relief to me and my wife, because we were scared to send our child out into this world. Of course. Um, so, yeah, so actually, um, they are the art major, going to study art. And um, so I've just com- com- converted my studio over to um, their use. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not like you uh, used it we, anyway. No, I I use it the most when I was working from home, you know, doing, doing administrative work. But um, so it'll be nice that some actual art will be made in there for a while. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, so and and then the the other three are um, doing virtual school from home. So um, everybody's zooming up in my house right now.
0: Nice. Did you upgrade your internet plan?
1: we did we We had to because at any given time there's five devices video streaming you know and in in my house right now so we i have bought a lot of tech equipment this summer to get the house ready for school
0: i bet uh well that's good i mean is jennifer having to do a lot of teaching or is she just co-piloting well
1: the um the third grader needs um attention every now and then, but the, um, you know, hope and aid in my ninth and seventh grader, just, they got that, you know, they, okay. they're good to go. Um, so, um, as this, you know, we're only in week two, so, um, you know, it'll get better, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's turning into a lot of, she, she's, she's definitely working harder than I am. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> well, I, I honestly know that she's worked harder, um, uh, her whole life than you have but yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, neither you, you've anywhere. seen that in action yeah
1: <laughs> that's true that's true awesome well
0: speaking of the studio that hasn't been uh-huh. getting used um, have you been making work recently
1: actually I have it's um, you know there was um, when I became dean um, I think I'm in my I'm in my third year in the position it, studio production kind of stopped you know yeah. Um, this became an all, all-encompassing job, especially to learn it. Um, but um, particularly um, since the pandemic, I've just had to, you know. Um, it, I needed something that wasn't um, focused on <laughs> that in mm-hmm. my job. So, yeah, I've actually, I've got a couple projects Um In process and um, so it's been kind of it's been real refreshing to to get back to it Um, the the key was also getting a computer um, to work on that wasn't um, that my email wasn't attached you know (laughs) I didn't set up the email I didn't it doesn't my text messages don't go off because so I could actually get some work done you know Um, multitasking has become my studio enemy
0: oh definitely (laughs) definitely you have to you have to like check out there
1: yeah yeah. And so that's been good so that's actually been very very healthy I think for me to to make some stuff and to to turn off everything else.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um what is what is the subject matter of of the work if you can?
1: Um yeah, one of the pieces I've been working on a series of pieces for quite a while now called um Lessons and um they're uh text-based video pieces that mm-hmm. I make with my children. And um, this one I'm working on now is um, Aiden and I are working on a piece using the writing of James Baldwin, which um, st- I started before um, the, the the reemergence of the Black Lives Matter um, movement this summer. Um, but uh, it's uh, using a quote in which um, James Baldwin says, "We are our history." And so that, you know, the history of the United States, the history of racism in the United States is still part of who, of our makeup. Uh-huh. And so, um, so in these works, you know, like, so Aiden and I, we talk about these sorts of things. And then I use, um, using a macro lens, I give images of the text from the book and then images of Aiden's handwriting. And um, so we're working, we're about finished on, with that piece and um, I'll be projecting it um, in Clarksville um, just randomly, you know projector bombing um, that piece. Um, so I'm pretty excited to actually be finishing up something about something on that, and then nice. um, I'm also working on a collaborative piece with um, a poet in, at Austin P. Andrea Spofford um, on something she's made that um, I'll probably be uh, the faculty exhibition here, so the plan is an outdoor projection for that too.
0: Nice. So why is collaboration so important for you?
1: Well, um, you know, um, I've always been uncomfortable with the romantic notion of the um, artists, the alone in their studio, outpouring their guts onto the canvas. Um, for one thing, I, I don't find that to be very interesting. You know, my my angst, why do you care? You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I find that collaboration takes the ego out of it. Um, because you're you're working with two people and um, or multiple people or community even and um, and so it becomes not about an individual but about a collective and I find that to be much more meaningful when it comes to the the finished product. Um, also, you know, I, I again the idea of the solo artist alone, we don't see that in any other really aspects of our. Of our society, um, I would not fly in any commercial airplane that was built by one person. Right? <laughs> um, so um, you know, it takes a team of people. So I I don't want to deal with any artworks that <laughs> only had one person involved. And so th- those are kind of my thinkings. You know, there's um, there's great thinkers, great writers. Um, you know musicians, filmmakers, who've already said really great things. And so I can collaborate with them through appropriation, um, remixing, but I can also work, you know, now involve my children into my um, creative life. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's, um, to me, it's a much richer experience. And, um, and then, you know, I've worked with uh, Kel Black extensively um, on uh, AV live performance type stuff and you and I we were we were club DJs at a, a house party place you know yep. and um and it just doing that really changed um the way that I thought about making art and so I, I just don't have any interest in making stuff solo any longer it just doesn't just doesn't resonate with me.
0: Yeah I also think it piques your interest and you feed off of each other so you know yeah it's easy to get bored by yourself so
1: it is yeah like and it's um it's funny it's um when you're working with um, a collaborator you can get excited about the work you know like that's awesome and it's not egotistical <laughs>
0: yeah because
1: you're <laughs> praising someone else's work and so it, it brought it brought joy to the studio even even if the subject matter is can be heavy it still brings joy to the studio because you can celebrate it because it's not years alone you know so yeah no i I found i found that um studio is a lot more fun when there's more than one person in it
0: definitely i i've always thought of you know i can make work by myself but um or i can hang out with my friends but why not do it together combine it all (laughs) combine it all because then it's working and you're just hanging around bsing so um, yeah,
1: exactly. No, no, it's, it's a lot more fun. And it, like I said, it leads to, you know, work that means so much more than um, it could have meant alone and you find meeting in the work that you didn't know was there. And, um, and, you know, not that I still don't make things that I, I intend for myself, you know, but I, I'm also, I think about the audience quite a bit. And is this something that someone wants to see, you know, um, and quite often when I work alone, no one needs to see that. <laughs> you <know>? It's not, <laughs> it's not of interest to anybody but me. Right. Um, and so, you know, so I, I still make those things for myself. Um, but, um, but when I put stuff out of the studio, I want it to be something that's of interest to somebody else. And it's easier for me. It's easy. I can, I can do that when I'm collaborating.
0: Nice. No, that makes sense. I, I say I'm all for the collaboration. I'm all for, students getting together and just kind of talking and figuring out what works and and seeing what comes out of it too i i always think even if it's a failure it's you've won in some way so
1: yeah exactly exactly it you know it's it's hard it is hard to transfer that to the um to teaching because you know the way our education system's set up you know you got to give individual grades and you know we all hated group work group work is the worst (laughs) it is except for this group, which is funny, except for this group work, you know, yep. but it's, um, and also, you know, I think I assigned it, uh,
0: group work is the worst
1: <laughs> assigned group work. Yes. But, but realistically that's what we do. That's what most people do for a living. Right. Is mm-hmm. there, I, you know, we don't do anything alone. Um, it's all working with groups of people. And so it makes sense to, for our studio practice to reflect that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just um, just makes more sense for the world that we live in. Good
0: answer, Barry. Good answer.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: We're we're collaborating over Zoom right now. I don't know if you realize
1: that. Mm-hmm. We are. We this, are. This is the, the new
0: reality of Zoom. Yeah,
1: I I actually um, have had dreams lately, and people are just um, they have no. only have upper torsos they're floating they're they're floating squares um people don't have legs and feet in my dreams anymore (laughs) Uh, i guess that's a that's weird but all right that's cool (laughs) that's how i interact with everybody you know (laughs) no i i get
0: it I um, have found myself watching movies and tv and if someone's not wearing a mask or they're too close together I start yelling I'm like what is wrong you have to social distance you're what's wrong with the world doesn't matter that it's a lethal weapon recorded in 1982. I'm gonna yell at you Mel Gibson.
1: Uh, Yeah I I was watching a a concert video the other day and I just kept thinking "Ooh, they're all gonna get sick you know Um, like it's gonna be hard to ever go back to concerts or <laughs> movie theaters and things like that yeah the movie so, theaters so, are right. like so,
0: opening up today like a lot of the movie oh, are theaters they? are opening up today yeah um, my friend Joey uh, he manages a theater down in Florida and he sent me a text he's like if I die make sure this happens and this happens I'm just <laughs> like what what there's nothing even coming out what is they're gonna go watch Empire Strikes Back that came out Back, 40
1: yeah. years ago um yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon. No
0: the Tenant's coming out, it, and I'm I'm really wanting I, to see
1: that. I know it'll come out on video eventually. Um, just hold yeah, on. Because yeah. movie theaters were kind of gross before COVID-19. Um,
0: not the Alamo Draft House that I go to. There <laughs> I will shout out Alamo Draft House. I think I've shouted them out like 10 times on this podcast. Uh, are, they sp- are they a
1: sponsor are <laughs> they a sponsor
0: no they te- technically they're not a sponsor of this podcast but they do um collaborate with our visiting artists program
1: so we'll do oh, a I film okay. we'll do a
0: film series with our visiting artists program um
1: gotcha and, so uh, yeah okay all right they're me yeah. a deal got it yeah but that's the only place <laughs> i go to
0: watch movies um they feed you you're not allowed to talk if people talk they kick them out so
1: oh really yeah. are the floor sticky no 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 No. No. what about the headrests Are the headrests like wiped down between movies um i want to say yes but
0: (laughs) who knows there's a reason they're they're leather chairs let me tell you
1: yeah Uh, yeah well we're we're all becoming germaphobes now i know
0: exactly (laughs) i guess that's okay i don't know i've been like the pretty anti-germaphobe person yeah like i'm like you have to eat some dirt sometime to yeah up your immune system
1: so yeah but now it's like yeah i know i can, can, can you remember the last time you went to a restaurant i can't even remember
0: um yeah we uh went and sat outside once um just like a yeah. couple weeks ago
1: um yeah we, we've we done takeout but we haven't actually gone to a restaurant and since early march yeah um the, the whole concept seems odd to me now
0: I like the takeout. <laughs> I I'm pro delivery where they deliver it and you don't have to talk uh, to them. Um, yes.
1: L- leave it on the porch and slowly back away. Yeah. I like yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing that with
0: grocery <laughs> deliveries. So, uh, so we, oui. so we, oui. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it's, it's where it's at. Um, don't want to, don't want to bring any germs in here. And obviously Shelly, my wife works in healthcare. So, um, mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. even more serious. So uh, yeah, the first no two w- two weeks of this, so like um, the 11th of March, I flew to Los Angeles and that was when COVID was just like being mentioned. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a thing. And you're like, okay. Flew to Los Angeles and then that was the day that they announced the NBA was stopping, mm-hmm. um, which was a big mm-hmm. one for me. And then Tom Hanks had covid And i was like oh this is real and then i flew back on the 13th but for those first two weeks um she had to quarantine for me for two weeks um because you know it hit and then that monday we we went remote um on school so it was just me and the dog we only had one dog at the time we just adopted (laughs) another one during quarantine which happened to work out and was actually amazing um yeah but she took the cat with her and so me and the dog eating fast food chicken wings every night uh it was like the loneliest two weeks of my life i didn't get anything done didn't shave i don't know if i showered at all but
1: you know it's okay yeah yeah yeah.
0: quarantine yeah that's tough um yeah yeah and you know we've gone uh like to the park um take the dogs to the mm-hmm. dog park and like we stay far away from everyone yeah. uh, the dog park we go to is huge they have like a river running through it and stuff a creek um yeah but yeah like going outside especially i work in my basement all day like in my mm-hmm. basement and i can't see the window because my <laughs> computer screen's covering it and so I got outside and I was like, oh, it's the real world it still exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, still exactly. Try, six months later, still trying to find that balance of, of virtual and real life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's something important for anyone who's doing virtual school or anything like that is mm-hmm. you're going to have to find that balance. Um, yeah, no kidding. So, Back to your artwork, Barry, you've always wanted to make work that has meaning um, other mm-hmm. than just for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always found that admirable. Um, and, you know, you read books a lot and I give you crap for that because <laughs> uh, I say you don't actually read them, but I'm sure you do. Um, but you, uh, you have always um, been invested in, in the greater good. What, where does that come mm-hmm. from?
1: Well, um, you know, um, it's, um, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the reason I, I collaborate is that, you know, I, I want the work to be more than just, you know, self-expression per se. You know, I want to make something, um, that could possibly have some real world effects, you know, but, uh, but, you know, I kind of look back, you know, and I look at what my life as a young man and teenager um i was drawn to that even in like the the popular music that i was listening to so like um i was a huge public enemy fan and um you know being gosh how old was i 14 or 15 when it takes a nation of millions came out mm-hmm. and i had my headphones on and uh, put the cassette in my stereo and the siren started up and my life has never been the same, you know, um, to to hear somebody taking, uh, you know, popular music genre, but talking about issues that I had never experienced, you know, so I learned a whole lot about the world through Chuck D basically. And so, you know, you look at that and then you know, my guilty pleasure is, you know, you too as well. Um, it's, you still no, have that, that be,
0: album that they stuck on your iPhone?
1: Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't offended by that at all. I was like, okay, cool. I don't have to buy it. Uh, yeah, it's not it, now. Now it's like you know you're embarrassed to admit that you're you're a fan, you know, because um, you know they've turned into my generation's Rolling Stones, but but I am a fan, and you know, and there was always been a, a, a level of activism in what they do, um, and then. Um, when I was a, uh, started college, I wasn't an art major. You know, I was never someone who was particularly like you know talented. You know, no one would ever look have looked at me and said, "Oh, you know, you're talented. You should be an artist." That wasn't me. Um, but I um, I was a history major, um, and I was just killing. I think I was skipping algebra, to be honest. And I was in the library. Um, and just kind of browsing the books. And I stumbled upon this book um, about the German artist, artist, Joseph Beuys. And there was a, um, a quote in it. Um, I'll try to remember it. It was um, basically the aim of art is to make people free. Um, therefore, for me, um, art is the science of freedom. And I, um, I was like, dang, <laughs> you know? And so um, it made me, you know, and I read more and Joseph voice talking about everyone as an artist, um, um, social sculpture, how you shape the world, um, how you live your life, all of these things as being artistic practices. Um, and, um, and then I took um, an art course and um and and so it kind of went from there and so so from the very beginning i saw art as a tool for social engagement um you know they didn't show up until later but i but i always thought of it that way and i've always been attracted to artists who um address real real world issues um uh who work with communities and um you know and who wear their heart on their sleeves and um and so that, that's kind of been, always been an interest of mine. And so, um, you know, whether or not, you know, my work makes any real change or anything, I you know, I don't know, but um, it, it, to me, it, it just, I feel like I have to make work that's about the world that I'm in and, you um, uh, and addresses these, these sorts of, um, social justice issues and things like that. And, um, and, and when I can, um, give a platform to people who, um, are often marginalized.
0: Nice. Yeah. I've always been impressed with the way that you interact with people in, in communities and, um, gonna give them the opportunity to, to lend their voice. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Unfortunately, that's also very, very hard to do when you, you've got a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm able to do large, you know, collaborative community projects, oh, I get so much, you know, out of that. The, the last one I did, um, Common Hope, I wanted to make something about the city, you know, city of Clarksville that I live in. And luckily, I got a sabbatical. So I was able to, you know, focus about six months on the project. And, um, Oh, it was so much fun. You know, I was went to senior citizen centers. I went to schools. I went to multiple churches in town and um, uh, just talked to people, you know. And um, it, one of the most rewarding experiences of my life as an artist was, you know, the, the project looking back on it now, it has its weaknesses and its flaws, but um, what I gained from the project um, was was a lot. And mainly what I learned is that people want to be listened to. They want to be heard. Um, you know, I, I had goals for the project questions that I would ask and quite often people would answer those, but then they would talk about something else. And I would never, you know, stop them to, right. Get, Let's get back on track with my project. You know? <laughs> um, and so they would just, you know, I get, uh, had hours of unusable audio, you know, because people just they wanted to talk and they wanted someone to listen. And, um, it was a lot of fun to do that you know um, yeah and the, and the kids you know the kids helped out some like I, one, I spent some time at the public library and um, they created this really cool science that said, you know talk to an artist here at my table nice. and you know, yeah and so people come by and we talk and, and it turned into you know a pretty big project and um, uh, yeah it was really great it was really a great experience and um, I would love to do a lot more of that but um, but the you know you had to be willing to spend 8 days at the um Ajax you know Turner Senior Citizen Center and it's hard to find that kind of time sabbatical 2.0 yeah yeah when i when i'm finished with um you know admi- administrative work i think um a sabbatical would be in order yeah <laughs> totally.
0: Well, awesome, Barry. Uh, I think you've got some great stuff. You've always made good work and you always have good meaning behind it. So I, you know, glad to consider you a friend. Oh, um, uh, uh, I'm where, blushing. Uh, <laughs> you're just white. You're just very translucent. It's fine.
1: Where, it's where can the, the light people, I got shining on I me. Mean. Yeah. Where can the people find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, BarryRJones.net. That's um that's my site and there'll be videos and photos of um, recent projects. Yes, nice.
0: the dot .NET. Yeah. You're, you're still, still dot supporting Netflix. the dot .NET. I love it.
1: Well, well, I bought it. I bought the domain name in like, like two thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why change it now? <laughs> might as well.
0: Might as well keep it. So.
1: Yeah. Well, at the time I was being cool and anti-commercial because I didn't buy a .com you know dot net that means i wasn't you know um selling out
0: <laughs> yep maybe you should get a yep. dot biz dot info what, <laughs> dot what are some biz. of the other yeah.
1: oh there's so many now that they're ridiculous yeah um i've thought about it you know cause there's some that are just fun you know
0: <laughs> yeah I've, I've got a dot tv so
1: dot oh no i didn't even know those were available
0: yeah it's it's some country code Ooh. like it's not Transylvania, but it's Tasmania. I'm not even sure. You, to buy nice. it, you have to like go I, some weird back door. <laughs> I, I assume there's one guy in this country who buys the domains and sells them to you because you have to be a yeah. resident. I don't I don't know how that works. But yeah, I have a .tv.
1: Nice. So, well,
0: Barry, thanks again so much for being here. I hope uh, everything goes well at the school. I hope you and the family stay happy and healthy and uh eat. Are you still eating uh Ruby Tuesdays?
1: Is that still a thing in your life? You know, it slowed down. The kids have lost interest, which has been a um uh, for one thing, um salad bars are gross now. <laughs> so <laughs> really I, w- I went for the I went for the croutons, you know, I that's know. why I wanted to go. And now I'm like I'm not eating those croutons. So no no more no more RT for the Jones Ford compound
0: all right well i yeah i don't know how buffets stay in business now but no, uh we'll see we'll yeah, see. yeah. Well, <laughs> awesome barry well thank you
1: so much for being on the podcast well thanks for having me rob it's great to see you i miss you man miss you too buddy
0: Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. You can find links and images from today's guest on our website at remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. Make sure you subscribe to remotely creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, Neely Patton, Josh Smith, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible.